Hey everybody, this is Ray. And this is Deb. And we're glad you're joining us today because we like sharing who we are and what goes on in our lives. And I don't know, a question I've been asked, people walk up to me all the time and say, hey, I got an idea for a book. And I kind of look at them and go, great, write it down. And, you know, I had uh, a friend of mine say to me, how does this exactly work? You know that you write with a partner. Yeah, does she do just the editing and you do the storytelling? I mean, how exactly does this work? So we wanted to share with you today a little bit of how this works, a little bit of our philosophy. Uh, we find it, in our writing all kinds of amazing things where we feel like we're giving back and investigating life in the past. And life in the future. What do you think, Deb? I agree with you 100%. I think we have a lot of fun um, when we discover things that we've decided on as far as like picking characters. Um, and then we discover that people like that actually existed. That's always exciting for me because that I, happens every time we write. How amazing is that? It, it's, it's spellbinding, actually. I'm 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 mystified by it. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, I mean I, you know, just reiterating what Deb just said. I'm often stunned by the existence of other people's lives in the past, and whether they're not truly our characters because we really haven't investigated their lives. But it's like somebody has opened a window and you know we mention a fourth wall which is what you know whether you're an actor or on a stage or whatever there's a barrier between you and the audience what we try to do today is open that wall let's like, define the fourth wall yeah define it convention in which an invisible imagined wall separates actors from the audience this series is about four characters mm -hmm. and those four characters intertwine their lives and they all get at one point end up on the Titanic in different roles and different scenarios and that's where their journey, the way we're writing the series at this point, begins. The one gentleman is a guy named Bell, Joseph Bell. He was the chief engineer of the Titanic. Another person is William... Spencer. Spence, his name is Spencer in our book. And he was a young man who wanted to become a radio operator, a wireless operator. We have Megan, who was a handmaid. Ladies' maid. Ladies' maid for a very fancy family. And we have another young girl who was a ladies', maid, a ladies as well. maid as well. And they intertwine their relationship starts there 
at that point in time. And we're weaving our story all the way up from there into the 1980s. And how each lifetime they've been brought back together to revisit the previous lifetime to understand what was unfinished from that lifetime. And to get it right. And to get it right, finally, to get it right. I think they just kept being drawn to each other to get it right because there was always an ending that could break your heart. Yes. Because they might they might not have the happily ever after. And that's that's the hard part about writing this. Well, the interesting part of writing it is that I feel that both of us are very tuned to our souls. I think that we've struggled to find out through throughout our lives, your life, my life. If you read our bios, I think you see it. The questions that we've had about life. Who am I? The meaning. The question becomes, who am I? What am I? Am I an accumulation of experiences and lifetimes? Or am I a one-time soul that just passes through and we die and we go to wherever, heaven, hell, whatever it is on the other side? Do, or is life a continuum? And I wrestled with that. I grew up in a very Christian home and, you know, you have one time to get it right and yeah, if you don't get it right, well, you know where you're going. And I don't know if I believe that. I don't believe that I have anymore. a hard time with it as well, I'm honest. I have reminiscence of other lifetimes and other experiences. And where do those come from? You can say maybe if it was, I grew up in the 1990s and I had a bunch of digital equipment and I spent my time on Instagram and looking at YouTube and recreating life, I could say that some of those experiences came from just seeing something on the internet. But I grew up, I was born in 1940s, late 1940s, and we didn't have any, I mean, I grew up with a party line. Most people don't even know what the hell that is. A party line. A party line. Yeah. Well, you would I, think a party. Hey, let's like all party. go dance. Where's the beer? Yeah. Woo how many pretzels and how many pizzas do I need? What's the uh, party line? A party line is when four of your neighbors are listening to anything you say to your girlfriend on the phone. Oh, for the love of God. That actually was real? That existed. Good Godfrey. I think I was 12 <laughs> years old when I smoked my first cigarette. My mother was a cigarette smoker. And I can remember sneaking a pack of her cigarettes out that she had opened, and I slipped a couple cigarettes out, and I went out into the prairie behind our house, and I went into this group of sumac trees, they called them, because during the, during the fall, the leaves turn red. So this is like the leaves are red. I'm in the middle, about, I'm about five foot tall, I'm in the middle smoking my first cigarette, thinking, wow, this is like, you know, coughing, hacking, but enjoying it. Oh, you know? sure. Uh, yeah. I Went home, and my mother 
kicked my fanny because she, I couldn't figure out how she could smell a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Of course not. That never occurred to me that I'd smell like a cigarette. I just went home and walked in the house and she said, Raymond, did you take one of my cigarettes? I said, no, mom. Mm -hmm. She said, so why do you smell like a cigarette? I'm like, uh, 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 uh. The Titanic comes into equation because it's, we have the same characters in our series, and this is just another stage of uh, another time in life where they again find themselves uh, migrating towards each other and drawn well, to each other. Axel, Axel is this character, and Lila are the characters of a the Curse of Love, and Axel. They're they're past life characters. Is is going to Northwestern University in Chicago, and he is his family is wealthy, and they've rented him a nice condo along Lake Michigan, and he, he's in love with Lila, but Lila is much younger than him, 15, he's 18, 18. and they've already consummated you know, their relationship. There you go. And so there's complications because Axel's family is involved with Lila's family and the business of fashion industry and there's complications because obviously an older guy with a younger girl that doesn't really cut it very well and he's spent a beautiful day with her and now he's alone and he's sitting on the porch and he's listening to the waves come in he sees a young couple down walking along the lake they stop, they embrace, they kiss. His dream is to be with Lila. And he goes and pours himself a couple tall vodkas and smokes a few cigarettes and falls asleep on the porch and has a dream about a past life. A past life takes place as a crew member of the Titanic. And he, as a crew member on the Titanic, met the nice lady's maid, young girl, named... Helene. Helene. And they fell in love. And Helene looks a lot like Lila. And so in his head, he begins to dream about this, being on this boat. And we begin to develop the story as it comes about that life is a continuum and because both of them die on the Titanic they have a completion to their love that they're attempting to bring together which has been a bit of a struggle I might say and it gets if you read a twisted reality you will see the struggle they have to to consummate their love. To get together, to actually make it work. 
So we're just delving deeper into their past lives in this book, which show more reasons why it was such a struggle for them to make it work in their present lives as Lila and Axel instead of Helene and Spencer. And of course it's a, a work of fiction, but it's always amazing to me because we don't start by picking out the characters. We make the character and then it's amazing how the character is there. Ray begins to do his research after we start picking out names, ideas, uh, descriptions, and then he does research and we actually find the person that we just described. It's astonishing to us actually. That's that's what we're doing today and that was really exciting because we, we brought back to life basically four people. It's amazing to look at an individual that existed. Spencer had just started, he had only joined the Titanic at the beginning of the voyage. He had an association because he was part of the Royal Navy Reserves with Joseph Bell. And he joined the crew and a few days later he died. Mm -hmm. Six days later. And it was like he had unfinished business. And you know when you start to add him into our stories we feel like I brought him back to life. I can remember someone once saying that you're not dead as long as people keep repeating your name. So we gave him back his life. It's 104 years later and Spencer has his life back. He's alive, not dead. We've looked him up. He was a soccer player. Oh, and adorable. Oh my gosh, so cute. cute. We, this guy we describe and then suddenly we find a picture of him and, and we're like, this is him. This is crazy. We just described this person and now we're looking at a picture of him. It's so exciting. It's really exciting because we're here, we're thinking we're creating and yet we're capturing. Yeah. And in some ways, even though it's fiction, I, I feel like we've given him back his life. When you write a book, the beauty of a book is that it will exist forever. Yeah. That's the cool part. That's what, I don't know. We have so much fun writing, and this is one of our favorite parts of writing that I would call the joy of writing, is creating the characters, falling in love with them. And the bonus for us is finding most of our characters that we have created actually did exist on some level, which is really... Yeah, and Odd. our first first book, Twisted in Time. It happened there, too. When you look at the Fifi Nella. Right. Fifi Nella was an actual plane that was on its 51st or 53rd mission. And the crew that was on it was on their 20th mission. The crew members that we list in the book were actual people who were actually on the plane. I even talked to their flight engineer who was still alive and he gave me a, a recap of what happened and how he searched for the pilot's family because he wanted to tell them what 
you know, had happened on the plane and how the pilot had actually saved all their lives. Which, by the way, is what we wrote before we knew, before Ray had a conversation with this gentleman. And it's just fun. It's like, how did that happen? How did, so we're tapping into this like realm of soul knowledge, I suppose. Fourth wall. The fourth wall. We're tapping into it. Yeah. We broke through it because the last person off the plane, before we even knew anything about the crew, we wrote was the navigator was his best friend. Now we, I, I don't even know why we came up with that. The guy's name was Alex. And he was best I, friends with Tommy, who was the pilot. And the last person to jump off the plane was the navigator, Alex. Truly. In, truly. Which, when you looked at a B-17, which I hadn't really looked at the structure of a B-17, seeing that I didn't fly one, for him to go up into the plane before he jumped, he had a door right where he was sitting that he could have jumped out of the plane to exit the plane to safety. Obviously, he did not, and obviously, he went up into the plane to do something with the pilot. There's no evidence of that, but the fact that he delayed, he was the last man off that plane. He was in a cockpit area underneath the deck of the cockpit where the bombardier had already bailed, and for him to go and delay jumping out of the plane I don't think he went to use the bathroom in the back of the plane and have a cup of coffee before he decided to jump. No, he was going up to talk to his best friend. Kind of like what we wrote, which is really weird that we wrote that. And which is exactly what his flight engineer said. His flight engineer said they were friends. This picture is on our website. We're looking at the crew. Front row. This one is, you know. This one is Tommy. And the one right next to him. And this one is Alex. We're writing a story where these two men are pictured side by side. The weird part is that, you know, here we are discussing it, and yet again, we're, we're finding facts backing up our, our writing. It's kind of fun. It's, it's like, this is crazy. Why is this happening again? In every book we go through this, where we describe people and then we do research and we find people that actually existed. So, are we breaking the fourth wall? It's interesting the ideas that are come to work and I just write these ideas down and it's interesting how a story weaves itself together and there's truths, I guess, and, you know, we're fictional writers, so I'm not going to tell you that everything I write oh, no. is is no, 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 based no. on anything other than what it is, but, you know, it's, I it's think, interesting. I think the bottom line is that we write fiction, and we create these people. It just happens to be odd that we find people that are very similar to our descriptions, and, and fit in. And then fit in that way, and then we can 
but we take total full creative license with their lifetime. Ray will turn to me and say, okay, what would she do? And I say, okay, this is what she would do. And, not, and then I would say to him, okay, what is he going to do now? And then he'll fill in that blank. Which I really believe is important because, you know, books to me, if they're written by a male, uh, it's got the male's perspective. It's written by a woman. It's a woman's perspective. It's hard to find a book that isn't influenced somewhat by what the author thinks. And together we, we create a very interesting storyline because we collide. Oh, yes. I, I love the way we mix it. I love the way it comes together. And a friend of mine said, you know, I hate reading books with two authors' names on them because generally that means it's going to be really complex to read. I'm going to be reading one guy's thoughts, and then I'm going to read the other person's thoughts, and so on and so forth. She said, when I read your book, you have integrated it into one author. We wanted to be one voice in the sense that the story has one voice it doesn't have two voices and uh but i think i think we collide well what do you think deb yep there's days we collide like hell and then there's days that we collide very well yeah it really makes i think a great story uh it's been really fun it's fun we've gotten emails from people saying i believe in love again yeah that's been that's a nice reward when we can actually touch a person's emotions and that they open themselves back up to love and then they found it again. That's been a really neat part of our experience and all these years that we've been writing together. And it, yeah, was, it was fun. I mean, we didn't write a book thinking that people would uh, believe in love again because we believe in love. And we believe that uh, life is about living, about discovering, about being open to even that which perhaps you fear. It doesn't really matter. It's conversations I've had about past lives with people telling me stories that... They're mind-boggling sometimes. Well, occasionally I've said something to somebody about past lives and I get, a, I get incredible stories just standing there talking to just people that are just people are just you know a few weeks ago I was in a food store and a woman that used to rent a space here was an attorney in town uh, I, I didn't even see her she all of a sudden somebody called out my name hey Ray Ray and I'm, I looked at her and I'm like oh hey and you know her name is Lois and she said you know how you doing? I said, well, I just released my third book. And she said, oh, that's great. I really like the first one, you know. And her mom, who must have been, I would think, in her late 70s, maybe early 80s, is a few aisles away from her, and she's catching up with her daughter. And she says, oh, Mom, you got to meet Ray. And he writes romance novels. And I said, yeah, they're a, li they're, they're a little... You know, because I'm trying to cover my tail. I said, they're, they're a little, you know, they're a little hot. A little and, steamy. Yeah, steamy. And she looks at me and she says, and what's wrong with steamy? I said, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
And she said, I believe in past lives. And it's fascinates me how many of us believe that there's more to life. And yet we're held by, I guess, all the philosophy that wants to point a different direction. I think that might have something to do with why people are really turning pages. They're, they're enjoying it. They're really enjoying it. And, and we made it fun and we made it um, sexy. We made it uh, glamorous. We made it just somewhere you want to be. I just feel like that's what we've created. And in each story, in each book, um, they're all connected, they're all intertwined, and they're all twisted just a little bit in their own different ways. And that's how this is. That's what this Twisted series is about. So listen, thank you for joining us. I hope you had fun. Feel free to reach out to us at our website, www.mysticscribblers.com. There's a place to reach us there if you have any questions or if you want to add to it or you'd like to be a part of our podcast. We love interviewing people who have something to add to our belief system. You can catch up with us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Mystic Scribblers is our handle on most of them. And be sure to check out our past life questionnaire on mysticscribblers.com. And thanks for listening today. And uh, we'll catch up again soon. Bye.